It's bonus part 180. You turn up in the Rolls Royce to Balmoral Castle. <laughs> you can't believe you won the votes competition to become <laughs> Prime Minister of the UK. But you're not Prime Minister of the UK just yet. Because in this country, we have a little thing we like to call tradition. You've got to get the nod from Her Majesty the Queen. And so you get out of the car. This is so exciting, you can't believe it. This is all you've ever wanted. Ever since you were uh, eight years old, you've wanted to be Prime Minister. And now it's finally happening. And you clip-clop, clip-clop over to, into Balmoral Castle. And there's a guard there. And he... And he goes, the boys are waiting for you upstairs. And you're like, thank you. And you and you walk up and you and then you, you go, wait, what, the boys? And he doesn't look back at you, the guard. He just keeps staring <laughs> forward. And, you know, that must be like, huh, must be like an old term from some historic, it's got some historic reason why the queen is called the boys. Or maybe it's like a different pair of guards. And you get up, you get up the stairs and <laughs> you got the spiral staircase onto a mezzanine. And there's two guards there, and the they go in unison. They go, wait here for the boys. And they go, oh, and you go, oh god, I thought I thought you were the boys. <laughs> you try and spark up a little <laughs> light conversation, and they they give you nothing. They just stare straight ahead. And you go, what's this boys thing? These are hmm, who are the boys? And then an old man. Turns up at the door that the guards are guarding, and he's holding a torch, a lantern, a lit candle in a glass lantern. And he and he goes, "Are you here for the boys?" And you go, uh, "Yeah, I won. I'm well. I'm I'm here to become prime minister. I won the voting competition." And and the old man goes, "Then you want the boys?" And he turns around. And he says, follow me. And you go, "What? come with you. Sorry, follow you now. And he doesn't reply to that. He just farts. And you, oh, God. Okay. It just, you can see you can see the air of his like cloak moving in the wake of the fart. And you go, oh, gosh, that doesn't seem proper for a royal context. But you follow him. And he's really slow. So you gotta you got to adjust your pace now. And you, you follow him into a big room. And... And at the end of the room, there she is. It's it's the it's at the back of her. The, the that that iconic mass of white hair, the crown, the um the the rest of the queen outfit, the little handbag. She's looking out the window away from you, and you 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 catch your breath. You, and you, sort of a bit of relief comes over you now. You're like, oh no, this is right. It is the queen. She's here. Um, and she turns around, and there she is, her Madge, Queen Lizzie the Two, and she's thrilled to see you. And you go, Mom, and you bow or curtsy, depending on your gender. And and she walks towards you. She hasn't said anything yet. Just that steel, steely, determined, um, uh, dignified Mona Lisa smile. That we've all come to love and need, frankly. And she gets 
she walks over to you, hobbles over to you, she starts to say anything, and you, again you say, Mom, it is an honor. I can't, uh, I look forward to serving you and our great nation. And then she goes, she just places a finger up on your lips and she says, I, I suppose you're looking for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? Um, what, 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 mom? The boys? Uh, yes, the boys. I'm a mere figurehead. I'm a mere face on stamps. The true, uh, the true heads of our proud nation are the boys, and they're here. And we pop out of her dress, Pierre and <laughs> Phil, Phil Wang, that is, pop out of her dress. And we go, congratulations on winning the voting competition. Welcome to Prime Minister. And we grab you, and we all three of us jump out of the window uh, into the moat, and we swim back to Westminster. Welcome <laughs> to Bonus Pot. I really enjoyed um, Welcome to Prime Minister. That's good. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. It, it's all this, all this old terminology, all the, you know... It goes back to like really olden times when language was, you know, English language was different. So there's still some sort of Weird vestigial, yeah. yeah, vestigial linguistic quirks in 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 those in those lines. Um, like saying courts martial instead of court martials. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, welcome to Prime Minister, Prime Minister. I I heard recently about um, you know this Attorney General. Yes. And. Um, the attorney general in sort of the UK and other places, um, they're referred to as attorney. Um, whereas in the attorney general of the US is referred to as general. Because, but, but attorney general isn't meant to like in a militaristic sense. It's meant to be the general attorney. Yes. But in America, they're so militaristic. I think they either assumed or changed it to be that you're general no, you've but got like, like a, law, a, a lawyer general. Yeah, you've got like the surgeon general. Yeah, got a sort of big hat on. <laughs> a big hat a big full of laws. Pad, a big metal note pad, a legal <laughs> pad, and a, a big sharp pen. Speaking of American militarism, Phil, I finally saw Top Gun in the cinema. Oh, I need to go. Is it still playing? Uh, it is at the Odeon near me. You better get on it. I'll, yeah, I'll never get to go now. I, I don't have a chance before my many trips. Oh, come on. You've month. got a chance. You've got a spare couple of hours. I haven't, Pierre. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, boy. I haven't you got an hour to spare. Got I haven't to. got an hour between us. You've got to. You've got to see it in the skinema. All big planes. You'll love it. Yeah, maybe I will do. Maybe I'll go on Thursday. Dude, you really How was should. it? Was it good? No, oh, yeah, it's fucking loves great. It, so much. It, it whips, man. It's so good. Wow. It's so good. Wow. It's such a like it's really funny watching it because it's so sincere and it's so sort of late 80s still. Mm. Like it is literally like a Tom Cruise is called Maverick and he's a bit of a Maverick and some of the stuffed shirts don't like it but by god he gets results. <laughs> it's literally like so unashamedly that that you just have to kind of go yeah fair enough yeah you just go along with it that's nice that's it's like nice. how, it's how a, long is the movie 
Ooh, how long is the movie? That's a good question. It is maybe two hours. Okay. I okay. think. I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. The trailers always confuse my timing. Is it practical effects, Pierre? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 800 hours of footage from IMAX standard cameras mounted all over fighter jets, Phil. Wow. It's an incredible wow. piece of cinema. Yeah, it really, really is. On the TV, just who cares? But in the cinema, oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, oh it's Lord. great. You can feel yourself becoming more pro-American as each minute goes by. Okay, maybe I'll just go on my own to see it on Thursday. Get Go on your own, get a big hot dog and a beer and <laughs> strap in. Um... And Tom Cruise looks amazing. I mean, considering he's, what, 60? Because Scientology is real, Pierre. <laughs> and it he works. Age. He doesn't age because they got rid of all the ghosts that were attached to him. It works. You and I are aging like crap, Phil, because we're goddamn covered in ghosts. That's true. <laughs> no, I loved it. It. Um, I think when a, when a piece of cinema that is like supposed to be an action film like you're not supposed to see it as like some meaningful meditation on life i think when it just says like he's a maverick who gets results but the stuffed shirts don't like him instead of rolling your eyes you just have to accept it like it's like the difference between someone in a restaurant going oh um oh i forgot my wallet oh no is there a way and and, and someone just standing up and going i don't want to pay and just walking out <laughs> the second one you're actually sure. more well disposed to in a way because they're not being a little worm yeah. about it yeah you appreciate the the, the honesty the candor and yeah. the there's um, no false there's no falsity there's no false hope there's no pretense yeah just someone Excellent. standing well, up in a restaurant and just saying I'm not paying for this and just striding towards the door I just never go to the skinema, Pierre. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah, gotta, gotta. It's good for the soul. Yeah, yeah. It's good for the soul. Otherwise, you're going to be like, I'm so busy. And you'll have like two hours where you're kind of like, you kind of half do a thing, but not really. And just have like seven teas. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> go watch some big explosive art. That's what I say. <laughs> Boom paintings. Go and watch the new boom paintings. There's a new boom painting. It's very loud. <laughs> <laughs> but now look, uh, Philip, but... look. It's been remiss of us to not talk to our dear, dear VIPs. Mm. We need to hear from them. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had a busy fringe, we had no energy, we were dying. And now it's time for Correspondence Maverick. Yes, exactly. Correspondence Maverick. 80s-style correspondence yeah. in 2022. We're not normal podcasters. Explosive correspondence. But we get results. The stuffed shirts no. over at Podcast HQ don't like it, but by God, it works. Um, <laughs> I think I just like any movie where a guy stands in a slightly grubby uniform in front of a general in a really fancy uniform and the general goes god damn it and looks through his file yeah 
I just like and, it. Uh, the guy, the guy in the rugged clothes, says something um, nonchalant and slightly dismissive. Yes, that makes the the smarter general go, "Well, yes, precisely." And then he, and then he realizes what the guy said. And he goes, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. There's a bit of that, Phil. You're gonna like it. <laughs> There's a bit of that. Um. So, Pete gets in touch. Lovely Pete. Pete, sweet Pete. Sweet Peter. Pete is so sweet. Peter. He says... Get sweeter. Get sweeter, Peter. Peter. Get sweeter, Peter. Sweeter, neater, Peter. Um, <laughs> he says, salutations, finest purveyors of poop. Yes. Ah, salutations to you, Peter. Peter. Sweet Peter. Neat beat. Uh, you may remember me from previously seeking your advice on how to navigate the need to poop when a guest at someone's house. Ah, yes. yes. Yeah, upstairs bathroom, I think. While well, Phil's advice is sound, bathroom. it does not take into account that my movements take their time. Ah. Mm. Mm. He says, perhaps yeah, I'm some that. relation to the infamous slow poo fellow from early Bud Pod days. Perhaps, perhaps, stranger mm. things happen at sea. Stranger what? things have crappened. <laughs> this has left me in situations where I've left the dinner table to visit the depositorium <laughs> um, and have exited to find people searching for me as my wife waits to leave. <laughs> Torchlights. Yeah. Peter! Peter, are you there? Peter! Peter! Oh my god, there's dogs. Peter! Yeah, it's like when they look for a body in an American like crime film. They're all in the woods, the headlamps on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, sher- the sheriff's there. Peter, it sounds like you need to eat more fiber, my friend. Yeah. That's too long. Yeah. Or just stay at the table till it's actually time to do the shit. Why, why are you trying to go do a shit when it's halfway down your body? It's like halfway up your yeah, torso. Start, start the process at the dinner table. Yeah. Um, um, but he says, but enough of my bum-bum trials. Let's get down to business. Jazz musician names and poop-based trauma. <laughs> nice. That's the name of the game. That's yeah. the pod- you, you, you're at the, you got the right podcast. You're at the right podcast. Firstly, my wife went to the doctor the other day to investigate some lumps she had around her lymph nodes. Hmm. Scary as it sounds, we were relieved to hear the doctor's diagnosis that these were merely fatty lumps. Oh, good. Ever since this discovery, the career of fatty lumps has been a regular point of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) We see him as a drummer dishing out offbeat, booming rhythms. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes? Yeah, fatty lumps is a good... Yeah, that's a good drummer name. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. When, When fatty lumps picks up the sticks... Oh yeah, 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 and he would sometimes use—he um, would sometimes smack the drums with his, um, with his, his bare fleshy hands. Yes, which, bare he, fleshy which he called hands. the lumps. He called the, he called them the lumps, and he just <laughs> and that's when you know you listen to a, a fatty lumps record. Yeah, King of Bongo, that's what they called him. Yeah, he'd hit the bass drum with his hand. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, secondly, he says, a tale of poopy trauma, a diorama, if you will. Diorama. Diorama. And I will. I was at school, a school where we all wore tweed jackets. 
Oh, wow, tweed. Yeah. That's uh, that's Gosh. next level. I mean, I've been, I've been to school that we had to wear, like, a suit. Fancy. Tweed. A school where we all wore tweed jackets and carried our food tech ingredients in wicker baskets. <laughs> wow. Was this, uh, was this school run by Enid Blyton? When you walk around, did you have your, your hands and elbows all high, like the way that the seven dwarfs march? Hands and elbows all high? What do you mean? Like, like as you swing your arms. You know when the seven dwarfs are marching along singing hi-ho? Right. Their arms are not by their sides, are they? They're, 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 their oh. fists go all the way up, like level with their face, with their elbows out. Yes. It's almost like a military march, but a little yeah. more jovial. Yeah. But all jovial, yeah. Like that. <laughs> And we sang the school hymn in Latin. Very nice. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No fucking around. What an old school school. <laughs> this old school's old school. What an old school, old school. Um, it was 2008. The economy was a-crashing and the poop was soon to be a-flowing. <laughs> I was at the bus stop waiting for the carriage to whisk me home, standing next to a meek skinny boy named Sean. Sean, poor Sean. Sean His didn't shoulders know crushed under the weight of tweed. We were waiting next to a mother and her young son who was clearly in distress. Diagnosis, a need to evacuate the bowels. Mm. As the child continually screamed, it became clear the mother was playing fast and loose with the ticking time bomb that was her son's bum. <laughs> Unfortunately for all of us, his bowels were faster and looser. <laughs> that's good. I that's like that. Nice writing. That's very Peter. good. Very Mon- nice. Money well spent on that education, Peter. Oh yes, that wasn't a waste of tweed at all. I can hear it. I can hear the tweed. In your, I can hear the tweed singing off the page. <laughs> As the screams reached a crescendo, poor Sean and I witnessed the arrival of the lead soprano. The lead soprano. I'm an idiot. The lead soprano. <laughs> In this grim opera. A slug-like... The Lead sounds like the, the nickname of, like, a bomb in World War II. Like, a particular bomb was yes, called yeah. the Lead Soprano. Because <laughs> it came... Yes. Yeah. Um, we witnessed the arrival of the Lead Soprano in this grim opera. A slug-like stream of excrement, excrement emerging from the boy's shorts. Slug-like is evocative. That's, That's very... Ooh, gloopy. I can see it. I can see it so clearly. That's some gloopy poopy. <laughs> no, no. The boy screamed, so the mother screamed. Sean and I screamed, but <laughs> no one got ice cream. The mother screamed. I don't think a parent should scream. <sighs> I don't think it's I think it's rarely good for a parent to scream out of fear in front of a child. If it's not life threatening, I don't think you should be screaming. No, you're not helping. Um, I vividly remember putting my hands on my head as if I'd just witnessed a murder. Like <laughs> your Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great image. In tweed as well, like a shocked old lord. <laughs> uh, like the paint, the paint, uh, the screen painting. Yeah. With them. Um, the mother vainly tweed. tried to remove the evidence with a wet wipe, but only achieved in smearing it down the leg. Ah! Yes, wet wipes just spread. Wet wipes just spread! <laughs> Sean and I, looking like the traumatized cast of the railway children, continued to look at each other, locked in a <laughs> rictus of disbelief. 
luckily, the bus arrived at this moment, and Sean and I threw ourselves aboard and into vacant seats. We watched as the bus pulled away, leaving the mother with a quandary of where to deposit the poo and a child who somewhat resembled Andy Dufresne after escaping Shawshank. <laughs> Hope this both finds you in good stead and your bums never betray you in such a manner, Koji Pete. Thank you, Pete. My bum has been trustworthy recently, I have so to far. say. Yeah, it's been acting pretty well. We had a... I gave it a good talking to a couple of weeks back, and it hasn't played up since, but uh, who knows, it's only a matter of time. Um, Pete also says, this is only a matter of time before Lucky Kentucky becomes a reality, and he's linked me to a news story where, in America, someone has tried to make a whiskey out of green crabs. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, Bud Pod in, predicts the future. They're an invasive species in... Uh, New Hampshire, near the Canadian border. So there's loads and loads of uh, green crabs and they, they um overwhelming everything. So they're yeah. trying to make a, some booze out of it. I'm looking at it now. It's called Crab Trapper. Fair we should enough. try and get some. Gosh. Uh, each... Each pound uses about one pound of green crabs. That's literally like something that would be written on the bottle of the bottle of Lucky Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's Each real. bottle has one pound of octopus eggs. It's mad. It's absolutely if you, mad. The, uh, the story starts, if you can't beat them, eat them. Or in this case, drink them. Purr. 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 Um, I don't James. Really understand what... Where does the crab? In which part? Which part of the whiskey making process does the crab come in? Do they boil the crab and then chuck it in? I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I don't really know how they've managed this gimmick. No idea. No um, idea. Phil James says, uh, "I want to know where Phil got his eye mask. I've tried a few, but never come across a silk one or one that stays in place throughout the night." Oh, it's a brand called, and they're not paying me to say this yet. Called Slip S L I P Slip. Ooh. Slip I Slip Sleep Masks. Ooh. They're very comfy. And uh luxurious. Luxurious, yes, sure. Um Was there anything else? Oh, yes, just... yes. Tom oh, okay. says uh Hello Brighton Pierre and Primrose Phil. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. I like um, the idea of you just sort of planking out into the sea. <laughs> yeah. Without expression, just face down towards the sea, just like that. Just and people walking on your back and your bum. Just yeah. <laughs> just playing little uh, arcade games. <laughs> um. He says. Tom says. After your discussion around Megan and Harry's gilded cage... Wait, what? What? Wait, what did he say? <laughs> Tom, I mean, this is... What? Let me read that again. I don't understand. Yeah, can you go again? Yeah, Tom, can I you send us another email surely explaining you made a mistake. this, please? Surely you made a mistake. Did you read that correctly? It does say gilded cage, but a cage can't be made of gold, because then that would be somehow good. Anyway. That would be good. Huh, yeah, we'll have to, yeah, well, Tom will have to send us another email. Tom will have to clarify. Because that makes no sense at all. Very confusing. Cage. 
Um, no. He says, uh, I thought you might... Or steel. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy this clip of X Factor winner Alexandra Burke uh, say, claiming that she invented the phrase elephant in the room. Kind coach. Oh, I... Yes, I know this clip very well. It's very funny. It's a classic. <laughs> it's very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, she basically... She, is it on This Morning or something? I think it might it's one be of those shows. that or... or, or Graham Norton or something like that. But yeah, do do look it up if you haven't seen it and watch a lady who insists that she's invented. She um, came up with the phrase elephant in the room. <laughs> it's very, very funny. I, I, I've told you how I, I believe I came up with D of E as a shortening of Duke of Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. The Duke of Edinburgh Award. <laughs> I made it up in, in boarding school in Brunei and then two years later I moved to the UK and everyone's saying it coincidence i don't think so can't be can't be can't be thank you um so daniel gets in touch it's a very long message um I can't read all of it. I don't think we have time. Um, what is it? Oh, my Lord. Okay, so Daniel says, It's taken me a long time to write in. Both my husband and I are long-time fans, but not founding farters. Avid listeners since t- late 2019, uh, they're, and they're from New Zealand. Parallel existence in the Southern Hemisphere. Ah, New Zealand. Lovely. Um, we've since moved house. Since covid uh, we've moved house four times and had a baby. Hopefully, your youngest listener. Yes, hopefully. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, at this point, it's a good, good chance. Photo of our racially ambiguous baby attached for your reference. <laughs> um, oh. I'm sure we'll write in again to weave tales about his bowels, but as it stands, he's a slow pooper. Okay. Oh, could it be a new slow poo? Um, the, pa- the baby has also recently made some cone-shaped poos, which he struggled to expel. Yeah. Yeah, it's also common for the in the babies, isn't it? Is it? Cones. I think so. Cones? And it's, it's just because it's all quite soft, and so it just kind of, you know, it, it sort of molds into the shape of <laughs> the bum. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> guess little, so. little crevice, yeah. Uh, on a side note, we saw Phil perform live near Hoban once, and I was struck by the uncanny facial resemblance between my brother, who was also in the audience, and Phil. He was a oh, dead ringer. Holborn. Hoban. Ah, so that must have been what, the, like a uh, comedy, comedy museum? Oh, I don't know. That's, that's in Hoban, right? Yeah, Top Secret ah. too. Ah, oh, Top Secret, Top Secret. Yes, very likely. Ah, so we, I, I have a, a, an expression doppelganger. A yeah, doppelwanger? So. Yeah, apparently so. Um, doody, doody, do. Let's see. On a much more sinister note, I'm, I'm Ooh, just I'm good. kind of scrolling through Skim- here. Yeah. There's a seething underbelly of racism in, in New Zealand, as progressive as we like to market ourselves to the outside world, and nowhere is this more evident than Christchurch, where all the mosque shootings took place, and where white supremacists like this uh, dropkick below, I guess a dropkick is an idiot in New Zealand slang, own a Nazi-themed oh. insulation business. What? Huh? 
A Christchurch Nazi-themed insulation business. Well, I just click the link. I'll, well, I'll oh. tell you. Um, a Christchurch insulation company which promotes Nazi themes has been reported to police and removed from a popular review website following the Christchurch attack. Stuff. Uh, beneficial insulation. Okay. If seen an angry email Phil Arp sent to a customer which signed off with a false Adolf Hitler quote. Yeah, once you're signing off with Hitler quotes. But if it's false, is that really is that really Nazi? <laughs> if it's not actually what he said? I guess it's only okay if it's false and funny. Right. How weird. How be weird how weird to be into Hitler enough that you quote him in business emails, but not into him enough to actually know what he said. To be fair, um very like someone who's stupid enough to be a Nazi to just not know how to do any research or f- and know any facts. They're more into the general idea, I guess. They're very vibes-based Nazis. Yeah. Mm. Was the Nazism only showing up in the emails? Because obviously, insulation is famously unseen, so they'd sort of be wasting their time putting the swastikas on the on on the insulation itself. Yes, I think that's true. Um, I think that's true, and I, I, I think the only reason to bother with that would be if you got some sort of uh, slightly unsettling thrill from sort of the secret knowledge that people have got mm. a Nazi loft and only you know. Mm. Mm. Could be. Could be, Phil, could be. They're, they're a weird bunch, the fascists, in my opinion, not to break the mold Whoa, here. Whoa, Pierre, come on now. <laughs> hey, 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 think about what you're saying. I know it's controversial these days, but I think they're bad. I just think they're bad. Mm. Yeah, I mean, every country in the world's got a racist underbelly. And um, sort of, you know, I guess that it exists in New Zealand proves that it couldn't exist anyway. Even the, the poster child of modern... Uh, Western progressivism. They, they give underbellies a bad name. Yes. Yeah, I, I normally quite like an underbelly. It's soft, it's fleshy, on a pig is delicious. But <laughs> yes. when it's a dark underbelly or a racist one, I have to rethink my position on underbellies. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's awkward, it's difficult. No one it's ever unpleasant. says, this town's, got a, this town's got an a, a seedy underbelly teeming with uh, handmade uh, sort of um, meatballs and uh, <laughs> and a kind of a, a, it's like karaoke but they get professionals to, to like they're on stage with anyway oh it's all terrible it's always bad yeah, you, you, you never go people never go does a city have an underbelly and the other person goes yeah it's nice it's nice <laughs> When when I first moved here, it wasn't very nice. But uh, the underbelly now, I mean, wow. <laughs> this city's got a lovely underbelly. It's where I got these clogs. <laughs> the Saturday morning uh, farmer's underbelly is really good. You have to get up a bit early, but uh, you can get some really fresh, high-quality stuff. Real, real uh, <laughs> under-the-table fruit and veg. Stuff that you, they wouldn't sell to normal people. um lovely well that's all the time the tim time we have vip all the tim times those all the tim times we've got yep um but thank you for your premium correspondence um uh, thank you for your patience as normal service has resumed 
following Edinburgh. And we'll see you next time. Much love. And God save us all under the premiership of Liz Truss. Good luck with the cheese and pork woman, everyone. Buy lots of cheese, everyone. And if you don't, that is a disgrace. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Bye-bye. Bye.